Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. Hope you guys are doing wonderful today. Plug these books real quick. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. You can also get it on Amazon and postinstitute.com. I actually have 150 books to ship to Amazon today. So thanks for everybody ordering from Amazon. I don't care where you order from as long as you get it. Such a good book. So helpful. Such an easy read. Also, this book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown, um, Amazon and postinstitute.com. And on our website, I actually have these two bundled. So you can get a little, uh, about a $5 savings if you're looking to pick up both of those books. And then we also have this incredible workbook. Um, just came out in the last few months. And the feedback I'm getting from everyone is that it is remarkable. Uh, you'll want to go slow. There's a lot to dig into. It'll give you a lot to think about, a lot to dig into with regards to um, expectations the lens that you perceive parenting from, the lens that you view your child from, um, understanding the impact of trauma, understanding that we all have blueprints, uh, blueprints from our pre-birth and early life experiences that have a tremendous impact on um, how we view the world. And uh, that doesn't just go away. They're still there, even though we're 30 or 40 or 50, those blueprints of how we view the world are still there. So this workbook, so incredible. It's so good. It'll help you dig deeper to seeing your own blueprints, to understanding your child blueprints, and to um, see ways that you may actually be on a bit of a collision course. And so maybe you can change trajectories. What is it? Literally one degree, just a, just one tiny degree can take you into a whole entire different place. So my topic today, the proper care and nurture of your creative child actually was prompted because it's springtime. <laughs> you guys noticed that yet? It's springtime and I feel like a lot of our kids are just, they were already hanging on by a thread with school and now the season's changed and they are, ooh, you know, they're just, they're just struggling to hang in there to make it through the rest of the school year, at least many. Now, if your child happens to be a child who does well in school and they like school and academics is their thing, then yay, yay for you. That is awesome and yay for them. That is wonderful. That certainly makes that very long stretch of all those months of school much more pleasant, but for so many kids, school is not their strength, and they don't get a lot of time to do things that are their strengths, and that is exactly what this topic is uh, actually an exact, that is the title of this little article in the back of Brian's book, From Fear to Love. It's really cool, um, the way the book is written, and then you get to the back, and he has all these short little articles, um, and here's the thing. This little article is actually a story that he wrote about his older sister and that she was a quote-unquote problem child by all standards of society. She was impulsive, immature. She did poorly in school. She struggled mightily with peers and family. 
Um, she was one of those people that um, was always right. Um, it was difficult for her to learn from other people because she was highly defended. Um, right underneath the high levels of defense is a lot of fear and insecurity. Um, I remember my son used to be a lot like that. He's he shifted out of that a great deal now that he's gotten older. Um, but there was a time that it was so threatening to him to, for someone to give him instruction. And the threat that we came to understand together was that he thought that when I was trying to teach him something, he thought I was saying he was stupid. And that is so far from the truth because he is so smart, so innately smart. Academics were not his strength, but he did not have a lot of formal education in his younger years. Academics were not Brian's sister's strength. Academics are not the strength of a lot of people. And yet we have this structure of school that says we got to do it this way, this way, this way. And for those kids who have struggles with academics, um, I just really feel for them. Um, so Christy, Brian's sister, was actually very gifted mechanically. And once she had opportunities to do the things that were that she was naturally drawn to, things that she was gifted at, life changed. Life changed completely. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine being asked to sit in a classroom for, you know, about six hours a day? And to focus on something that is not your strength in a way that is not your strength. And yet we ask our kids to do that. And if they're able to accomplish that even at the barest minimum, then I celebrate it. I mean, I know it's something we got to do. You know, I get that. Um, and I do know that there are some, you know, there's some more creative um, schools. There's more, uh, what is it called? Mm. There's private schools and then there's charter schools and we have charter schools that, and every state's different. Every state has a different way now that people are becoming more and more aware that not everybody is created in a way that they can sit in a desk for six hours a day and listen to somebody else talk on and on and on and sit still and listen and gain something without daydreaming or fiddling or distracting, you know. That's really asking a lot, isn't it? Day after day after day. It'd be like asking me to go sit in a workshop every day, five days a week, and listening to somebody else. And I mean, look at me. Obviously, I would not be very good at that now. So I just, uh, because it's spring, and I feel like there's lots of people who are just, you know, like a lot of kids who are just really itching. You know, it's like that is driving them crazy to have to be in that classroom. And so I just want to recognize that. I want to recognize that and I just want to love those kids because they really need it because this has been a long, long stretch and we're on the home stretch. Hopefully they can make it through um, when the seasons change and it feels so good to be outside. It can be really, really hard. You know, that's just like an added layer of temptation. And then, you know, we have all the awards assemblies and, you know, maybe your kids are getting awards and that's wonderful, but a lot of kids don't get awards. And that's okay. They're still great kids. There's a lot of kids who get awards for like athletics and choir and drama and speech and uh, band and 
uh, all kinds of things that our kids may not be in. There may be kids who after school, they don't have the ability to go to those activities because maybe they're going home and helping at home. Maybe they're going home and taking care of a little brother or a little sister. Maybe they're going home and going to a job and those kids aren't getting any certificates. But I want to recognize them. I want to recognize that there are a lot of people whose school is not, it's just not their thing. And that's okay because that's just a small segment of life. We put a lot of focus on what happens from 5 to 18 when our kids are in school. But there is a whole lot of life. There is a whole lot, a whole lot more life after 18, I hope, right? So let's all just take a deep breath and do the best that we can to help our kids feel loved and adored and appreciated. Shine the light on their strengths. Try to give them opportunities. I know that, you know, when school gets out at three or four and maybe you're home or maybe you don't get home until five or six, that doesn't leave a lot of time for dinner and any little chores that may absolutely have to get done and then getting ready for the next day. That doesn't leave a lot of time for your child who isn't good at those things, that that's not their shining point. It doesn't give a lot of time for them to do things that they're good at. But if at all possible, make time for that. Everybody needs time in their day to do things that they feel like they are the rock star at. And for a lot of our kids, it's not gonna be at school. And they can feel defeated because that's not their strong point. So it really, and then we get scared, right? As parents, we start getting fearful. We get afraid that they're not going to fit in. We get afraid that they're not going to have, just because maybe they don't fit in the way we fit in when we were that age. We get anxious about that. We get anxious because they don't have a whole slew of friends. But, you know, really one, maybe two really good friends is plenty that can get us through. We don't necessarily have to have, not everybody's made to have 10 or 20 friends to hang out with, and it's okay. Recognizing the beautiful uniqueness of your child and letting go of the fear that maybe, yeah, maybe they don't fit in in school. Maybe that's not their shining place. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe they're not getting awards. That's okay too. Maybe you make them award and an award at home and give it to them for something very specific that they really do shine at or something very specific that you've seen them working on, that you acknowledge their greatness because greatness isn't just in an academic or work setting. Greatness can happen in so many ways. And I firmly believe, I really do believe that there is something that everybody, everybody has something, something that brings them joy and something that they shine at and uh, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Sometimes it's the little things that really are the big things. Like, like somebody thinks, well, what am I contributing to the world? How am I making the world a better place? I don't have a job that's in social work or, you know, I'm not a teacher. Or I'm not a, just your smile, just your smile at the convenience store can be something that's making the world a better place. So your child shines in some way. And so shine the light on that. Make sure they know that you recognize that because it's not, it may not happen 
in these other places where everybody's bragging about their straight A's or their accomplishments. And that's a wonderful thing, but it may not be for hours. And so I just wanted to take a minute to remind us that everybody has something. And if it's not a school thing, that we really have to put effort in to giving them opportunities as often as possible to spend time doing the things that they know they're good at, things that they shine at, giving them opportunities to have their rock star moments and celebrate them, celebrate their beautiful, unique qualities. And that's it. That's it for today. Um, if you haven't gotten this book, I strongly encourage it. This little, just this one little article, I'd read it to you, but I know you guys have that ability. I might maybe make some pictures of it because it's literally, it's literally two pages that can completely flip the script on how it is that you're approaching your child whose strengths may not be showing up in the academic setting. So if you have not already done so today, push pause on everything. Take some deep breaths. Get your heart positioned. Remember what we came into this for. We came into this to share love. We came into this feeling like strong adults who had lots of love to share. And I know sometimes the behavior challenges that come out of the changes, the biological changes that trauma creates and those behaviors that come with it, they can be tiring. They can be really taxing. They can be really, really scary. But the thing is, the greatest avenue to help create changes, to help calm the brain down, are actually just more love. More love, more love, more love. That, as parents, is one of the most important things that we can do having more love and more confidence that it's all going to work out. So let the love you have for your kids shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being. Go spend time with them, 30 minutes to an hour, just pouring love into them, just hanging out, seeing what they're into. Um, rub their back, you know, do their hair. Let them do your hair. Go take a walk. Um, go collect some interesting rocks, cook dinner together, create something, flop on the bed and watch a movie, shoot some hoops, play some catch, wrestle around on the floor, all of those things. Connection. Connection is a tremendous building block for the brain. So much love to you guys. In any given moment, we can act out of blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm, or we can take one to two to three deep breaths. We can choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening. We'll see you all tomorrow.